Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Uh-huh, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Yeah, man. Boy, oh, boy, boy, boy. Man, God has been good to me. I, I can't even, <laughs> I, I can't even put it into words, man. But I try, though. I try, I try, I try. God does things for me just right on time. He's he's so cool with it. And um, I happen to run across Joel Osteen on television, like I often do all the time. And um, I was sitting there, and he had such a timely message for me. A part of it was something that I've said oftentimes about if you really, really want to be successful, if you really, really want to change, if you really, really want to prosper, if you really, really want to achieve greatness, if you really, really want to have something in life that's worth having, if you really, really want to accomplish your goals, you got to push through all of it. He said that when you get closer to it, the more difficult it becomes. Did you hear me? He said, the closer you get to what it is you want or you need or you have to have or, 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 or you would love to be, it gets a little bit more difficult when you get closer. He told this uh, story that's in the Bible that I'd never heard before. This is what he said. He said there was a man who was uh, paralyzed and Uh, he had heard that Jesus was speaking at a house. And so he wanted to get there. So he convinced four of his friends to put him on a stretcher and carry him for, for hours to get to this house where Jesus was speaking. He said that along the way, these friends said that, that that they went along because he has so much faith that if he could just get to him, it could be better. That he could, if, if he could just get over there and he could see him, that he might have a shot at getting healed. And so he said they took out along the way and they walked and they walked and they walked for hours. And then uh, when they got there, the house was completely filled with people. There was absolute. it was packed wall to wall. There was absolutely no way for the men to get him on that stretch in to see Jesus. This is a story that uh, Joel Osteen said is in the Bible and we was telling it. No, I'm just repeating the parts of it I, I, I gathered. And so he said they sat there and they went, wow, man, we walked all this way and it's full and, 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 and we can't get there. He said, and then the guy with the affliction, told the four men, if you get up on the roof and cut a hole in it and lower me down, I bet I could see him then and I bet it'll be all right. Now, he then said, you must imagine how these four men must have felt 
when you carry somebody for hours on 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 the way they had to carry some cloth connected by a couple of sticks said the men's shoulders had to be bruised had to have deep uh gouges in them not cuts but just indentations where they had carried the weight of this grown man for so many hours and they looked at him in disbelief like man what are you talking about we done walked all this far he said yeah but if you get up on that roof and you cut a hole in it and lower me down i can see him and when he see me it'll be all right after sitting there and imploring the men they went up and did just that and and then and in the story that Joel Osteen said, the man was healed. But the point he was making was, he was saying that the closer you get to what it is you really want, the more difficult it's going to become. But you've got to push through. See, if you don't push through, you never know. See, you can't get right to the answer and because it gets really difficult, start creating those little sayings that we got as people. Uh, Well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I, I guess it wasn't the Lord's will. No, man, I guess you should not give up right now. I guess you should keep pressing. I guess you should do more. Because, see, in all of us, in all of us, when you've had enough, I want you to know something. You do have a little bit more. In all of us, you can do one more. You know, that's one of my favorite things, and I heard Joel Osteen say it, and it kind of made me feel good. He said, I always feel like I can do one more anything. And I tell my friends all the time, I can do one more, man. I could do one more day. I can do one more anything. Now, here was the jewel that I never really knew that Joel Osteen uh, and God sent to me. I needed to hear. He said that no matter what you're going through, no matter how long the challenge is you've been facing, God has an end date for it all. Did you hear me? No matter what you're going through, no matter what challenge you're facing, no matter what situation you've gotten yourself into, God has an ending date. All you got to do is keep pressing forward. All you got to do is hang in there. All you got to do is don't give up. All you have to do is don't turn back. There is an end date for all of it. Even when you think you've had enough. And boy, have I had this conversation with God on several things that I've been going through. And I'm go- I've even told him, look, I got it, man. He said, just keep hanging on. There is an end date to whatever it is you're going to. There's an end date to your illness, your sickness, your, your, your tired of being tired. There's an end date to this relationship that you can't seem to get through beyond, over, that's, that's a, like a cancer to you. There's an end date, but you've got to hang in there. You've got to keep pushing forward. You cannot turn around. You must not go back because when God gets you through this and you break through to the other side, the reward and the benefit is far greater than the struggle. I oftentimes look at some of the things that God has brought me through in in, in my worst times 
And, and when he brought me through, I went, wow, man. Now that I understand that, now that I'm on the other side and I have the benefit of the reward for it, would you do it all again to get there? Yes, I would. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda, to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, monkey trainers, everybody involved in any (laughs) zoologist, anybody that does marine biology work with whales and sea turtles. Now, have your undivided attention, please. And I know I have your attention because ain't nobody never talked to you directly. (laughs) <laughs> who know anybody work with sea turtles <laughs> well Jacques Cousteau was one of my favorite people when I was growing up as a young boy we are here in the world of the lost oceans and people say for the times I used to love that old French dude well ladies and gentlemen I loved him like I loved the Steve Harvey morning show I loved him like I love starting my day. I like starting my day with gratitude. If you start with gratitude, it affects your attitude. Change your attitude is in direct correlation with your altitude. Get your tude in order, man. Shirley Strawberry. Carla the Pharrell. The mouth of the whole damn South. Mississippi Monica. Junior. Better known as Kill Spates, but more known as Junior. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, the legend that he is, Nephew Tommy. Lord have mercy. Junior, uh, what's on your mind today? Okay, Unc, uh, man, let's talk about this, man. Let me ask you something. I, I heard a quote, man. It really kind of really kind of took me back. It said, if you think the cost of success is high, oh, wait until you get the bill from regret. For regret. Man. Yes, mm. I know that, that quote very mm-hmm. well. If you think the cost of success is high, wait until you get the bill for the cost of regret. Man. Mm-hmm. Junior? Yeah, Uncle, I was that? just saying, did you have to pay these prices for regret? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, man, um, you will oftentimes be presented with crossroads in your life. A way you, you everybody gets them all the time. You can go right or you can go left. Mm-hmm. But you just can't go straight no more. You got to go this way or that way. And you have to make decisions. Now, 
going the right way, not meaning to your right, but going the right way, making the right choice is mm. always the harder choice. Mm. When you choose not to go the hardest way, when you choose to take the soft, the soft route, the easy route, but the route that was intended for you that had the most reward was the hard route, and you choose that particular day to take the easy route. Oh, let me explain something. Oh, it would have mm. been harder, but mm. Lord have mercy, when you make that easy turn and you find out later on up the road, because all roads meet again, what would have happened had you taken the harder road mm. and you took that easy road? As hard as the hard road would have been, Oh my God, you have to sit there and kick yourself. The regret that you, it's, it's incredible. It, and it's piercing. And sometimes it takes years to recover from that. And I've hated that man when I've done that. Hmm. So I learned after a while, just go the route that's the hardest route, the one you're supposed to take. Cause ain't no need of living in regret, that ain't easy. Success that's is right. hard, but hmm. not being successful is a lot harder. Oh, all right. Man. All right. Well, thank Thanks, you guys. Man. Coming right. up next, it is Run That Prank Back with the Nephew coming up at 32 minutes after the hour. <laughs> right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. It is that time. Time for the Nephew to run that prank back. What you got for us, Neff? Uh, my auntie's bike, Shirley. I have my auntie's bike, and we're going to keep it real Stupid on the replay for you this morning, and then I'll be back in an hour and be stupid again, all right? But right now, my auntie's bike. Cat dog, if you would. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Vaughn. This Vaughn? Hey, man, this, this, this K-Dub, man. Listen, do, 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 do you know somebody that live on Yeah, my mama, my mama stay on Hey, who is this? Hey, this, this K-Dub, man, my auntie, Miss Tinsley, she live on now, my auntie say you uh, came over here and stole a bicycle and some other stuff out of her garage. Okay, hold up. First of all, who is you, man? I, I stole a bike out of somebody's garage. Who is this? Who is K? I don't know no K-Dub. This is, this is K-Dub, man. My, my auntie, uh, Miss Tinsley, live down the street from your mama. And my auntie just got you telling me you the one came over here and took a bike and, and a toolbox or something out of that garage. Man, first of all, I don't even know no damn Miss Tinsley. And second of all, I don't steal. Your, your auntie Miss Tinsley say I stole something out of her garage. Oh, hey, put her put on the phone, man. Put your auntie on the phone. I ain't stole nothing from nowhere. I ain't got to she steal. Can't, she can't talk. My auntie can't talk to you. Why she can't talk? She say I stole something. No, my aunt, my auntie deaf. She sign language me and told me that you the one stole, stole the bike. Your auntie deaf and she told you she sign language you. And said, I stole the bike. Hold on, wait just a minute. Ooh, how you get my number? Hold on, wait a minute, man. She number, sign right? language with me now. Hold on. Okay, she say, quit all that damn lying. You know damn well you the one that stole the bike. Hey, hey man, hold the up. So your auntie is cussing me out through you in sign language. That's the you telling me that I done stole the damn bike. Say, man, for, for, hey, first of all, how the hell you even get my number, man? I got, you, I got I your number from some people that live down the street that say that I asked them for Miss, uh, ain't your mama Miss Yeah, Miss my mama. Okay, okay, well, look, man, the people down the street evidently knew your number. I told them I needed to talk to you soon as my auntie told me that, that you was the one that stole the bike out the garage. Now, look, I ain't trying to have no problems. I just need you to bring the bike Can you sign language back to your auntie? Yeah, I can sign language back to her. Tell her that I said that I ain't stole no bike. How about that? 
tell your ain't I ain't stole no I'm damn bike. Right but now, man, hold on. A grown man. I'm trying to tell her right now. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on. She's saying something. She said your black <laughs> is lying, and you know damn well you got that bike. Man, look here, man. You your damn ain't it? That street with nobody on this street except for my mama. I'm a grown man. What the I got to steal a bike for? Your deaf see, she must be dumb too. She deaf and dumb. She think I stole something. Y'all, I, mean, I don't even know y'all. Who the are you? My auntie ain't deaf and dumb, dude. Okay, my auntie don't never lie. And if Miss Tinsley say that 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 somebody took something, that dog, she telling the truth. My auntie don't be lying, and just to be lying, why she just gonna lie on you? Why she gonna pick you out? Man, you know what? I, I don't know what the f going on, but I ain't got no reason to steal no bike. Now I'm a I got a car that ain't paid for. I got I'm a grown man. I'm trying to get custody of my son, so I'm gonna come in somebody's garage and steal a bike. Is you crazy? You crazy? She is, man. Get out my line with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My auntie talk. I don't know what she's saying. Wait a minute, man. I'm trying to see what she's saying. You say that black know damn well he took that bike, and he better bring that damn bike oh, back. Okay. That's that Look at man, I don't know why the you still on my line, man. I ain't took no bike. The dumb ain't his line. Do he? Do, is he even hey, man, with hey, hey, dog, let me tell you something. You gonna respect my ain't You hear me? Hey man, you gonna respect me? You call my phone with that? I'm here trying to get my together. You call me some? Hey, who are you? Who the are you? I don't know who this is. I don't know no I'm no K-Dub, man. I'm K-Dub. Everybody know K-Dub. I ain't never heard of no K-Dub on in my life. My mama been staying on for 15 years. I ain't never heard no K-Dub. I ain't heard no Miss Tinsley. I ain't heard about no deaf lady. I ain't seen no bike. Get the off my line, man. Hey, man, CC, you gonna make me go down and steal something out of Miss house if you don't bring that damn bike back. Oh, you got me Bring somebody to my mama's house if you want to. I'm on my way over there. Bring somebody to my mama's house. My family is going to be over for you. The deaf, dumb, ain't you got? Whoever down there gave you my number. Everybody, you got me. We'll blow this up. I'll that street up. You go by my mama's house. You better not step in my mama's grass. You come by my mama's plant. I'm going to you up. You got me. up. You going to turn me to the dark side. I'm on my way right now. I don't know why we still on the phone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you say? I ain't. My ain't say ain't nobody scared of your. Ow. crazy. Say, tell your deaf ain't to bring her outside. And I bet you she hear them licks I'm going to be putting on your. Yo, I'll beat your. She going to be undeaf today. I bet she get cured when she see me whooping your. Hey, man. Hey, hey look. I ain't coming by myself, homie. Tommy going to be there with me. Tommy going to help me whoop your. Ass. Who the is Tommy? Tommy who? Tommy, man, nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> you just got pranked by your mama, Miss Vera. Ah, that's that <laughs> right there, man. Ah, my, uh, my mama, no, I don't like nobody with him, man. God. <laughs> your mama you say, your mama say, my son loves me to death. He don't let nothing, he take care of me. He don't let nothing go wrong with me. Already. He don't let nobody mess with me. He said, all you got to do is act like you're going to do something to his mama. Oh, man. Well, I hope she heard that. I hope she hear me cousin like I did, man. God, dog. I'm in the mirror sweating. I'm mad for real. <laughs> Y'all did this one, man. I swear to God, I wasn't myself. Don't judge me, man. Tell my mama she wrong for that, too, dude. <laughs> well, 
What up, nephew? What up, baby? You 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 off the chain, boy. You off the chain. You just oh, like me, man, boy. You yo. love your mama. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> hey, I gotta ask you, man. One more thing. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, without a doubt, man. It's the Steve Harvey <laughs> Morning Show, man. We'll be a few times, man. Without a doubt. <laughs> Hey, man, tell Miss Vera I said, hey, all right? I, I go, I'm go, we're going to go drop off that little $200. But she want to she wanna play games, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody be on her now, bro. <laughs> all right, nephew. <laughs> First dose of stupid. First yeah. dose. Yeah. <laughs> Early in the morning. Strong, All right, too. coming up next, it is Ask the CLO, <laughs> Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. At the top of the hour in entertainment news, Neo asked for privacy amid his cheating scandal. Rapper Mystical is arrested for sexual assault. All right, we'll get into those stories at the top. Right now, it's time for Ask the CLO. CLO stands for Chief Love Officer. That would be one. Steve Harvey. Brianna and Teaneck writes, When I was 20 years old, my parents got back together and I was overjoyed. I'm 32 now and my parents are getting a divorce because my mother cheated. For years, she told me my father was a garden tool and it was her all along. Now that I've sided with my dad, she's upset with me. Should I care? Mm. Well, let me ask you a question. You What? Wh- when did you decide that it was necessary to take sides? Mm. You know, for 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 years you listened to her saying your daddy was a god too, and mm-hmm. the whole time it was her. Now you sided with your daddy. Now she's mad. Should you care? I, wh- why? Why stop taking sides? What? What is it? What is it in you that? What is it that? What you win for taking a side? What? What's the prize? For picking the winner and the, picking a dog mm-hmm. in this fight, both them dogs is your parents, and ne- neither one of them stops being mama or daddy to the day you leave this earth. But you're 32. Stop picking sides. So mm. let them work it out on their own, and yeah, just you, let them. You be can her feel parent. however you want to feel, mm-hmm. but you ain't got to pick a side. Mm-hmm. It ain't your fight. It's really right. not. They're getting a divorce. You're not finna. You're 32. They, you're not getting a divorce. They are. You're 32. You, you, divorce affects you when you live in that house. You're on your own. They're getting a divorce. Divorce is good plan. for some people. But get Hello. out of it. Get out. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Stop. Them handle it. Yeah. Stay out of their marriage. Okay. Dorian in Orlando says, I have a twin brother and he's single and I'm about to get married. We've done some crazy things as brothers, and my fiancé doesn't know that side of me. My twin suggested I tell my future wife about my wild side before she moves to our hometown, and she hears about me. Should I fill her in or not? Hell no. What's wrong with your (laughs) stupid-ass brother? Get down. (laughs) Fill her in for what? (laughs) Before she moved here and here. Hell hell what? (laughs) The wildness. When okay, they were when she of, hear it, then I what? They think <laughs> you got a damn twin? Tell him it was him. Hell yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. Boy, boy, don't listen to your dumb ass, brother. <laughs> I'm going here and feel her in. For what? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? You're going to walk in your house 
start a fire in the middle of the living room floor and hope mm. it stay in the living room. Boy. Is the twin jealous, dog? No, he think he helping him. See, mm. they stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talking about a couple stupid twins. <laughs> you, know, you know, you can have stupidity in a set, you know. It ain't, it ain't no just one-offs. You can have more than one stupid child. Don't fill her in. All right, moving on to Shan in D.C. Shan writes, my good girlfriend is our realtor, and there have been times when I can't leave work, so my husband has toured houses without me. Yesterday, she called him to see go see a house, but she didn't call or text me, so I went off. She said it was a big mistake. Now, do you think it was on purpose, or was it really a mistake? Mm. Mm. Well, nice, empty house. You know. <laughs> Be quiet, nephew. Could have been a mistake. Uh You know, ask your husband to come see this house because, you know, could it have been around the same time y'all were supposed to see another house and and you wasn't available then? But the problem with women is, and y'all know this is true. What? She knows she's supposed to tell her girl. Uh I'm finna call your husband about this house. You already know you're supposed to. Just to hold down confusion. Because yes. you would want a phone call from her. Yes. Because mm-hmm. women don't play that. No. Good girlfriend. Nice now, clean now, let me explain something to you. I'm not calling my husband. You can't call my girl. On your yeah, without going up. through me. No, don't, don't, wait a minute, hold up, though. What? Right. Mm-hmm. You right. gotta go through you. Exactly. Well, you know, dog, you be working all the time. And everybody know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> everybody know that. They got articles mm-hmm. about that. I ain't, okay. mm-hmm. but Not what, articles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Articles. Head, I like it, uh, bro. <laughs> so what is you calling her for? Right. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take her to Nemas, dog. We just gonna run the Nemas right quick. That's all. She don't need you to take her to Nemas. <laughs> she got her own money, her own car. She got her own car. She got a driver. Hold up. You finna go to Paris. Neiman's will come to her. Okay. Boy, <laughs> man, I ain't falling for none of that. All right. You know how these streets are, man. I'm just trying to look out for you, dog. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Look somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you got All right, let's get to this next one because these young people need help, this young girl. Zoe in Kansas says, my boyfriend and I are 26. This is the last one, Steve. And we've been dating six months. I'm not ready for sex. And he keeps saying he's going to cheat on me. But then he says he's joking. Is he trying to trick me into sex by threatening me? Yes. Is this normal? Yes. Guy behavior, um, yes. or is he playing games with my head and my heart? What should I do? No, it's all that's all that's all above is what you just said. Games. <laughs> is he playing games? He's yes. trying to trick you out of sex. Yes. Mm-hmm. You told him you y'all been together six months. Six he gonna months. cheat on you. He just joking. He got he already. What mm. little girl? Little girl. These dudes, they not made like like this no more. You know, unless he done committed to being a priest or or he somewhere in a retreat. I don't know what it is. Monk. They don't do this no more. The oath of celibacy. Unless Uh, he in a monastery or he up in the hills of Tibet. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't really <laughs> know these dudes doing it like this. So, yes, it's all of the above, young lady. He's mm-hmm. trying to play with your head tricky. He ain't playing with your heart. He's trying to get in your head. Mm-hmm. He ready for sex. It's stand been six ground. months. I can't even, You can stand your ground. But now, mm-hmm. is he playing these games? Is he trying to get you to change your mind? Yes. Is he trying mm-hmm. to convince you otherwise? Yes. Did he drop a little hint? Ah, cheat. <laughs> maybe that'll maybe that'll get her off her stance. All the above is true. Mm-hmm. You have to go from there. I don't know this guy, but I know he is a guy. Yeah. Is he trying to trick me into sex by threatening me? Mm. Now, I don't know these young dudes out here that's holding off with no sex for six months. I don't know. Hell yeah. no. What? I didn't hold <laughs> right. off. Hell. Six days is a stretch. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. Thank you, CLO. Great advice. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Neo joined us here, we remember, on the show last week to promote his new album. But over the weekend, we were saddened and quite stunned to hear about cheating rumors um, after his wife, Crystal Renee, blasted him on social media in a long post. Crystal wrote, eight years of life and deception, eight years of unknowingly sharing my life and husband with numerous women who sell their bodies to him unprotected, every last one of them, to say I'm heartbroken and disgusted is an understatement. 
this um, that was only a snippet of what she wrote. And uh, she ended it by calling Neil a narcissist. Neil then posted uh, Neil, by the way, liked that post. He liked her post. Then he posted a response to the cheating allegations on Twitter saying, for the sake of our children, my family uh, and I will work through the challenges behind closed doors. Personal matters are not meant to be addressed and dissected in public forums. I simply ask that you please respect me and my family's privacy at this time. Things so, you say when you got caught cheating. They, <laughs> <laughs> they are going through. <laughs> yeah, privacy part going to be rough, dog. I feel yeah. for you because I really do like Neo. And um, he That's said right. he had wrote that song to his wife. Yep. Yeah, the album yeah. and everything. I feel bad for the cat. I feel bad for yeah, her. Yeah, for their, you know, yeah, for their marriage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hate to see families break up like this. And and quite frankly, it should be handled privately, don't you think, privately. Steve? Mm-hmm. No, it, it doesn't work Not that on way social anymore. media. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't work anymore right. because these young people now, this generation of we're going to share all our stuff on. Now, you, it's hard to heal. On, 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 online. Yeah, and a Because now like the that. comments, mm-hmm. yeah. you a fool, girl. Mm-hmm. You need to leave him. I, I mm-hmm. saw him here and here and here. It, mm-hmm. it ain't no help because right. now this is the demise of something. And when it comes right. to the demise of something, that's the internet specialty. Yeah. Well, moving on to uh, New Orleans, uh, a New Orleans based rapper, Mystical, uh, whose real name is Michael Tyler, was arrested for the third time for alleged sex crimes. And he has been charged with first degree rape, false imprisonment, simple robbery, domestic abuse and criminal property damage. Mystical spent six years in prison after a 2004 arrest for sexually assaulting his hairstylist and he had to register as a sex offender upon his release. Then back in 2017, Mystical was detained again for an alleged sexual assault against a female in a Shreveport casino, but those charges were eventually dismissed. Mm. Wow. Oh, again, huh? Yeah, this is, yeah. Yeah, this is messed up, man. It really, really is. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I thought it was an old post when I first saw it. I thought that's what I thought, I thought was, Shirley. Yeah, I, I thought it was thought an old that. post. Yeah, again, again and again yeah. and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, this man. some old sounded like R. Kelly two point type stuff. This yeah, repeated behavior. Yeah, pattern. Uh huh. The pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is horrible. horrible. Yeah, horrible for the victims. Horrible. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Um, okay, so moving on to uh, Florida A&M. Uh, Terica Williams, a recent Florida A&M University graduate, went viral this week after she posted a fully nude picture of herself in front of FAMU's esteemed Rattler statue. She captioned the picture with the message about body positivity and how she was frowned upon for dressing provocatively while she was pursuing her career. She ended her caption with, as I'm standing here with my master's degree at the tender age of 24, I am the living proof that clothes do not define you. I encourage everyone to embrace their bodies and step aside, a step outside social norms. FAMU's administration issued a statement that the university is aware of the picture and the incident is currently under investigation. Did you guys see the picture? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Beautiful girl, beautiful body. And I mean, it's under investigation. What? 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 
the evidence. That's the snake. The famous Rattler, yeah. That's her. Statue, yeah. She posted it. Only y'all. You know, the, 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 the sad thing about this is for this young lady is whatever her master's degree is, mm-hmm. is, you know, you're going to have to go out now and earn a living now unless you're going to be in the nude uh, photo business. Uh, if you're trying to do a, get a corporate job, they're going to go to your social media page. Right. This Follow lives you. forever, and I think mm-hmm. this may be damaging in the long run. Or somebody's going to use it to their advantage. I nope. wish my daughter would. Yeah. What'd you say, Steve? Uh, I wish she'd have thought this over. Me too. Yeah. A little because bit she, more. Th- her point was... She's living proof that clothes do not per, uh, define you. Because you can she was make criticized. that point in another yeah. way. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Now, exactly. if she was being criticized, she claims for being dressing uh, provocatively. provocatively. Yeah, she was. So yeah. now I'm gonna take all of them off. Right. Where, where, where are we going with the point? Yeah. Clothes don't define, but nudity do though. I'm gonna tell you yeah. this, little little sister. Clothes might that might not define you, but nudity damn sure do. Mm-hmm. And when we no... are women of color, That's it doesn't I'm work saying. out the same for us as it does other women. No, Paris she, Hilton no. built a career off of it. Kim Kardashian yes. built a career mm-hmm. off of it. Mm-hmm. You look at the girl that was with uh, uh, Hugh Grant, and uh, her career went downhill. I'm going to just tell you something. I, I love Halle Berry, but ever since she did Monster Ball and just showed her breasts, it ain't been the same for her. Wow. Mm. Yeah, we need to think. It these ain't been the same, bro. All right. I forgave her. I forgave her. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what she did <laughs> wasn't that bad, but man. But that was they acting. Just, they treat was, us yeah. different. Yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. role too. Mm-hmm. Coming up in twenty minutes after the hour, uh, the nephew has a question for you, Steve. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Tommy, uh, what's going on? You want to ask your uncle a question? Oh, what is man. It now, Tommy? Listen, <laughs> my wife... Mm, no, hold up. Uh, Wait, what? My friend's wife. Uh, oh, okay. you're asking for a friend. Okay. My friend's wife is the worst... And I won't say the worst driver, but just drives too damn fast. Reckless. Every time we, toge- I mean, every time they together, okay, uh-huh. driving too damn together. fast. And so it's at the point now where I want, he wants to go to uh, church <laughs> in a separate uh-huh. car when it's time uh-huh. to go to dinner. I, he want to go, mm. you know, in a separate, separate car. car. It's just, it's just gotten out of control because it's just too damn fast. Mm-hmm. How do we fix this issue? Issue is it a way to resolve it? But that's that's been his takeaway. I'm just gonna drive. I mean, he's just gonna drive himself where he wanna go. Yeah, asking for a friend, right? We asking for a uh-huh. friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. You need to get your thoughts together. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really should have rehearsed that. I apologize. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. First of all, use a damn fool <laughs> for just the way you phrase this whole thing, because it is quite obvious. Oh. Who this this friend's right. name is? You are That's the friend for starters. <laughs> Next, I don't know how you're gonna be able to fix this because you've gone public with it. Mm. I <laughs> oftentimes suggested to people that you keep your relationship business off social media 
And even though this isn't on social media, what you just said, you are over free international airwaves. Everything we say is recorded and reserved and placed up in the archives of cyberspace. So therefore, I don't understand the point. Now, to answer your question, it's really not a damn thing you can do. So you just you sitting saying? there and ride like that? Well, what you go? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. How is the complaining working out for you? Because when you make them mad, they go faster. Have you they go faster. That? They yeah, go have you noticed faster. that? So it's better just going to take the speed that they was going to do it at. Because pissed off speed is always fast. <laughs> Explain 40 miles an hour and looking in the back seat at one of them kids and take four seconds before you turn back around. Explain Duh. that to me. Marjorie has driven, and I thought it was too fast. Yeah. Now, before I say something to make her mad, and she step on the gas faster, uh-huh. <laughs> I just sit there, and what I do is I look down. <laughs> I don't even watch the houses and telephone poles going by. I just look down. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we got to talk to Sister Odell at 34 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, she is here. She doesn't come by as often, but we're so happy when she does because she sets everything straight. She has an opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sister Odell. (laughs) I said, wait. Shirley, how's you today? I'm well, thank you, Sister Odell. I'm well. Oh, uh, the country girl, uh, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She stepped away. She's waving. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Junior. Good morning, Sister Odell. Hi, boy. And uh, Thomas. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Hi, boy. Good, good, good. What's going on today? Well, how are you, Sister Odell? Well, I'm pretty good. You know, I had a little sore hip because of the weather. Oh. You know, when it rained, my hip. Yeah, Apple, you know. yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Just okay. for rain, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Sister Odell, we have someone that may need your prayers. Um, you heard about the preacher that got robbed in New York at gunpoint. Yeah. He was at church, uh-huh. he and his wife. Yeah. yeah. You heard about it? Uh-huh. Your thoughts? Well, you know. Did you know him? No, I don't go to churches like that. Oh, what do you like? What? <laughs> what do you like mean? I don't, I don't like flashy preachers, you know. Oh. Standing on oh. Gucci and all this here. Didn't you see the one where he put it out on the uh, on the internet where he got on the uh, he showed a prayer closet. Yes, oh yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Uh, and yes, there yes, wasn't ma'am. nothing. Who was he in there praying for? He was he praying for all the designers. <laughs> 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 You're supposed to be praying for your flock. 
<laughs> he in there just pointing that stuff, Cindy, Joe Gucci, Louis, Louis, them, Louis, them. Who was all them other people? Don't you gonna them all? And uh, Blea, Blea, I don't Balenciaga. What is he showing his closet for? And then violating the Lord's name, talking about it's a prayer closet. What is uh-huh. she praying for? What? I ain't seen you in there praying for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All them logos and everything everywhere. Do you wear anything just got regular colors on it? <laughs> see, mm. when you see people that's got to have a name on everything, that's mm. all right every now and then. You know, the nice good uh-huh. to do one of them uh, VL purses and stuff like that. Them is nice <laughs> to have. <laughs> Cause you said VL, it's L. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes this dyslexia kicks in. Oh, but, like but you, you know, have Steve, a designer Steve bag. Steve dresses in designer stuff all the time. You know, on Steve we see can him do it like time. he want to. Steve go to work every day. He ain't, he ain't pass around collection plate. Oh, <laughs> oh that's You know, he can do what he want to do. When you pass around collection plate, you need to look like you need something. <laughs> <laughs> you need to quit looking like you done took something. You need to start oh. looking like you need something. Okay. I ain't finna do all that. Steve go to work every day. Steve wears mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the clothes that he wear. Uh-huh. Yes, Carly. Mm-hmm. Do you have any designer bags, handbags? Girl, yes. Girl, I bought this bag. Uh, Kusia bag. A what? A what? A what kind? Kusia. Kusia. We don't. Yes. We're not familiar yes. with that designer. The G U. See. Oh, Gu- Gucci? Gucci. Gucci. Oh. Gucci. Oh. You have a Gucci bag? That's that Gucci. <laughs> I got one of them. I found that uh, down at the swap meet. <laughs> oh, did you? Girl, I got a, I got a deal on that It's not real, Sister Odell. What you mean it ain't right. real? It's real to me. <laughs> hey, Sister Odell, we got to get out of here. We thank you for joining us. All right. Well, then, you know, since that's all I'm in here for, you know, it's church news. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next is uh, Kathy's baby boy uh, nephew, Tommy. He's going to do another <laughs> prank. You know, he I'm just surprised he ain't got his ass whooped yet. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at about four minutes after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is fight or flight. We're right fight now. Fight or flight? We'll, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Or um, fight on the see. flight. Which one is it? <laughs> Let's hope not. (laughs) We'll get into it in a few minutes to find out what that's all about. Because right now, it is time for the nephew and today's prank phone call. What you got for us today, Neff? Well, Shirley, there comes a time when a child is not doing well in school and you have to repeat a particular grade. Mm -hmm. You understand? Been been held back, as they would say back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know, they held you Mm -hmm. back. You got to repeat. And uh, it, sometimes it happens early. Sometimes it will happen in pre-K. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Pre, Pre-K? Pre-kindergarten. Pre-K. Yeah, <laughs> pre-K. You know. So uh, this right here is your son going back to pre-K. Going back to going pre-K. Back There's to some pre-K. things that he's not doing well and we want to work on it. But your son, I hate to say it, is going back to pre-K. Cat dog, if you would. Uh, yes, I'm trying to reach Miss Thomas, please. This is Miss Thomas. Who is it? Uh, my name is Mr. Stapleton. I'm actually the principal over at uh, Elementary School. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm looking at my records indicating that your son, Thomas, is going to be starting his first grade. Mm-hmm. 
my baby's wedding. Right. Listen, Miss Thomas, um, I've been going through actually all of the children's records uh, that will be starting school, and I'm looking at your son's grades mm-hmm. from his kindergarten year. Mm-hmm. And he did good. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not exactly. I mean, there's been a few. Uh, I actually spoke with the teacher and who he was under in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he just really wasn't up to par as the rest of the children. Mm-mm. I, I now his conduct. Now he talked, but he gets his work. So what else is, is she saying on that that ain't right? Well, what it what's, what it seems to be, ma'am, is that uh, his grades weren't up to par as the rest of the other children. She did tell me he was a disobedient child. No, he's disobedient and talking two different things. Come on. Okay. Well, ma'am, listen, what we've decided here is we're going to let little actually do another year of kindergarten. Oh, no, y'all ain't going to let him do another year of kindergarten. No, sir. Ma'am, that's that's the only choice I'm I have sorry. after you looking. Uh-uh. No, we got our letter in the mail with our report card the week after school started, and it said on the back, promoted. And if I got to get up off this couch and go get it, I'm going to be off. Because I'm telling you right now, we will be in the first grade. Kindergarten wasn't that hard. I'm not sure what they told you about him, but it must be the wrong well, is that Wait, from wait, my wait. understanding, he's he doesn't color as well as the rest of the kids. He's all color. out of the he's color. out of the lines when he colors. He doesn't know his numbers completely, and that's kind of what we need when you first come into uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, into the first grade. No, uh-uh. When I can show you on this paper, he did satisfactory all the way through. Now you about to me off, and I'm already sick calling me with some about my son flunking kindergarten. He ain't that kind of. He dog. does you not must... color well, ma'am. Listen, he... coloring ain't got nothing to do with the dead kindergarten. He is going to the first grade, and I'll be down there on August 24th. He, ma'am, I, I will not be able to allow you I'm to get sorry. in the school I'm on sorry. August 24th. I'm you sorry, would... mister. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. And, and let me get, I'll tell you what, let me go in and get my pencil and pen, because I don't live that far from this school, and if y'all are already down there causing some conflict, I need to get up and go down there, because I'm not telling my baby when he come home today that he ain't going to the daggum first ma'am, grade. Ma'am, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to refuse education Listen, from him on I'm August sorry. 24th. You know what? I just went back and put him in public school. I know that was Take in the first place. Fooling with y'all talking about some coloring. Give me your name again, sir. Stapleton, ma'am. And what's that number down there? The number here is actually area code. Uh uh-uh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, I got the number. Never mind. I pulled up this report card. I got the number and your name on the back of this paper. I tell you what, August 24th, we'll be coming in there going to school, and I might make a trip around there this evening when I come from the doctor. Ma'am, to make uh, sure uh, that the you bottom don't line, ma'am, is I'm not going I don't want to hear that. Colin ain't got nothing to do with nothing else. But his, it's, 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 it's not sorry. only coloring. His arithmetic is I'm bad. Sorry. No, uh-uh. Are you working with him at home? No, Are you doing no, anything I work as a my parent? Son at home every- what you trying to say? I'm an incompetent parent. I'm just asking. As a parent, are you working with your child? Yes, I'm working with my child every day. He can read better than you, probably. No, he can't read. But be- I'm oh, the yes, principal. He can read better than you because obviously you read that wrong on that paper that he's supposed to be going back to kindergarten. When I know the paper said from his going to the first grade, and I'm not listening to no more of this about him going backwards. Now, if you got a problem with your paperwork, maybe you need to go talk to your secretary or somebody in there that wrote my baby name down. Your name, your son's name, Thomas, ma'am. I know it ain't him, baby. I know it ain't him. You're not going to sit up and tell me my son is fucking kindergarten. He is not going back to that kindergarten. Don't bring your son down here August 24th. Do you hear me? I tell you what, be ready to whip me and my husband. But we will be down there August the 4th. Backpack, shoes, uniform, everything. You hear me? I will not be able to Listen, allow him an education. I'll be down there I- right now. I will 
come down there right now and can, make that correction on that paper for you. Can you bring your baby can, is not going back to no kindergarten for no coloring. Can you bring him down here and let him color for me no, so I can? Are you talking about coloring, arithmetic, and all this stuff? No, uh, 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 uh. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh. We will be down there August the 24th. I will have this report card in my hand that says you have been promoted to the first grade, and he's gonna have a smile on his face, and so are you. I got one more thing I need to tell what? you, man. Are you listening to me? I'm listening. You ain't saying nothing yet. You better say something that sound like the first grade because I'm not playing. I would go down to this daggum administrative office and I had fired because my son would be in that first grade. Who are you raising your voice at? Who are you raising your voice I'm at? I'm talking to you. You're talking crazy to me. I'm talking crazy to you. What? I'm a grown woman. I don't need to be explaining to you why I'm trying to defend did you, my did, son. Did you graduate? Honey, I am a college degree person. I have a great job. My husband and I do well for ourselves and for our children, and that's why we know. You're not even you at you're not even stuff. at work right now, man. Listen, I'm sick, fool. I told you that when you called here. Waiting on the doctor to call me now. I'm probably missing my phone call. Can you color? Because your son can't can color. Can I color? What kind of question is that to ask me? Can I color? What are you, white or black? You ask me, son. You ask me, am I colored? No, I ask you, can you color? Like, no, no, your son uh-uh. can't. I hear some racist lines in there, can you color? No, uh-uh, mm-mm. I, my coloring and me being colored ain't got nothing to do with none of this. Is this a race thing? No, Are you not... trying to make sure you send him back? No, I'm not trying to send him back. I want to send him back to color, to get his coloring together. I tell you what, that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. And if you are the head person down there now, you are incompetent and you are an illiterate Call me and tell me that my son has to go back to the first grade. I got one more thing. You know what? Mixed up. I tell you what, I'm through with this conversation. I'm through with this co- I'm going to say one more thing, and I'm going to be out here. Are you listening? I'm listening. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend, Felicia. I'm going to beat Felicia's <laughs> I am going to beat her <laughs> Mother <laughs> You're about to get towed out the frame. <laughs> I mean, I'm writing numbers and everything. I'm recording everything. I'm going to beat her because she know I don't play when it comes to my kids. Okay, that's all right. All right, babe. One more question now. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. You, so you got to know how to color. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to color inside them lines, if you can't keep that, that little crayon inside them lines, that lets mm-hmm. me know that you are not ready for kindergarten. Okay. Okay, you got mm-hmm. you got to go back to pre-K, but she wasn't having that at all, so. At all, uh, not her baby. That makes sense. Mm-mm. You yeah. don't know how therapeutic it is when somebody just cussed me out on the phone. You don't know what it feels like. That's, it's a, it's a beautiful know you thing. Did, let you know you did a good job. I know I'm every doing my day. job. I know I'm on yeah. point because the cussing is the payoff. It's the right. payoff. Okay, you know it's been a few that I couldn't play for y'all. It's like when I see you, Tommy, that's your ass. I got it. I got it. But, but, but when you really gonna see me? We ain't playing that one. I mean, yeah. When you yeah. gonna see me? We ain't playing Yeah, but if they do though, <laughs> when they gonna see you, you gonna tell them coming to a theater near you. You on your own? I'm just saying, man. Let it go. It's just a prank, baby. And I prank, I prank in a nice way. Okay, I'm not malicious, but when I get you, I get you. Just laugh it off. That's all it is. But all this, when I see you, Tommy, that's your ass. You know, be ye ready. Okay, all right, all right. But until then, we got a good prank out of you. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) All right, nephew. (laughs) Coming up next today's strawberry letter: the subject, fight or flight. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready that, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com. By clicking Submit Strawberry Letter, we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. Yeah. You heard what she said. It could be yours. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. All right. Thank you, nephew. Subject, fight or flight. Fight or flight. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 30-year-old flight attendant and I'm married to a 44-year-old professor. I met him when I was in grad school and we started dating after I got my degree. He was going through a divorce and we kept our relationship private until it was finalized. He has a 17-year-old daughter that found out on social media and she started a lot of chaos in our lives. She didn't show up at our wedding and it devastated my husband. He was upset that his ex-wife allowed her to skip the wedding. I was over her by that time, so I didn't care. Now she's about to turn 18 and asks if she can come live with us in Florida and attend a fashion school. I never answered my husband, and he eventually flipped out on me and made the executive decision to allow her to come. I fixed up our home office for her, and I moved my desk onto our sun porch. Um, I was so irritated. She has been here four months and she has done exactly what I knew she was going to do. Now, when she's got an attitude, I leave and go to work. I take any flight available so I can get away from this girl. My husband and I argue because he says I'm not a positive role model for her. 
She's a grown woman to me, and she's got parents that failed her and allowed her to disrespect grown people. I told my husband that if she pops off at the mouth one more time, I'm going to pop her. He says I need to learn how to be a parent, and I told him I will as soon as he makes me one. I would rather work and deal with the plane full of needy passengers instead of dealing with a grown child. My husband told me that my fight or flight mentality is ruining us. Um, he can't see that his child is divisive and honoring. Am I wrong or does he need to put her out? Absolutely. Yes. I think you're wrong. I do think you're wrong. Um, on so many levels here, I'll tell you why it's simple. You are the adult. You keep calling her a grown woman. You keep saying she's grown, but she's really still a child. You're grown when you can pay your own way. And when you can take care of yourself and she's not doing that right now, she's in your home. She's living off you guys. She's living with you guys. You're also grown when you can face your problems head on. But what do you do? You run and jump on a flight. And as you say, deal with with the plane full of needy passengers rather than trying to fix a problem at the house. And yes, it is a problem because it's causing you and your husband to argue. Now, why would you let that happen? You two should present a, a, a united front to his daughter, making it impossible for her to come between you guys, because that is what's happening. Uh, that situation you all are allowing to let it come between you. Stay home in the midst of all this and handle your situation. No more jumping on planes. When you can't deal with it anymore. I say first, you and your husband should talk, agree on some basic house rules. Then a family meeting should be called to let the daughter know about the new changes. And again, remember, you and your husband are on the same team and you guys are the adults. I mean, she needs to see that you guys are together. He's her dad, but he's your husband, which means it's your house and, and your rules. So as you know, she's welcome as long as she abides by the house rules. I mean, that means no attitudes, no popping off at the mouth, no disrespect of any kind. And let me say this. If, if she pops off at the mouth one more time, you're going to pop her. Don't don't pop her. That's not what this is all about. Don't do that. I mean, you know, she's angry. She's she's trying you and all of that, trying to come between her. But you don't have to take it there. Uh, you can be the bigger person here. You can invite her to lunch. You can do something fun with her, you know, and try to make peace with her. Uh, and, and like your husband said, be a role model for her. I think you should try that before you give up on this situation and start, you know, popping her and all that all together. Steve. Wow. Um, this is going to have a couple of twists and turns in it. Um, I agree with what Shirley's saying about the letter. The problem, the real problem here is in the letter writer. That seems to be the real problem. Mm -hmm. Now, you're a 30-year-old flight attendant, and you're married to a 44-year-old professor. Now, see, I want you to understand something. The news got out some kind of way because this story got told because somebody knows he was your professor at school. Uh, I met him when I was in grad school and we started dating after I got my degree. He was going through a divorce and we kept our relationship private until it was finalized. He has a 17-year-old daughter that found out on social media and she started a lot of chaos in our life. Well, the daughter found out what on social media? That you all were dating or you all had gotten married? I think she found out y'all was dating. 
So quite naturally, her and the mother are now blaming you as the cause of the divorce. That's how it always works, ain't it? Yes. So now, after they found out on social media, she started a lot of chaos in our lives. She didn't show up at our wedding, and it devastated my husband. He was upset that his ex-wife allowed her to skip the wedding. You mean his ex-wife didn't make her go to the wedding? His ex-wife wasn't there. Hmm. So the ex-wife didn't make the daughter go to the wedding. What you mean allow her to skip it? She's 17. She didn't want to go down there because she figured you the reason her mom and daddy ain't together. And her mama didn't co-sign that because as soon as you start dating somebody, they go, oh, here she is right here. You the reason and you was dating and you younger. And you young. Hang on, Steve. Part two of your response is coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, fight or flight. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, fight or flight. 30-year-old flight attendant is married to a 44-year-old professor. She met the professor in grad school, and they started dating after she got the degree. That's what she says. He was going through a divorce, and we kept our relationship private until it was finalized. He got a 17-year-old daughter that found out on social media, and she started a lot of chaos in her life. She was 17 then, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now listen to this. She didn't show up at our wedding, and it devastated my husband because he was upset that his ex-wife allowed her to skip the wedding. No, his ex-wife didn't make her go down there because the ex-wife and the daughter then came to the conclusion that this young girl you married is the reason why y'all got the divorce anyway. And that's exactly how it looked. And then when they found out about y'all's relationship on social media, that validated because it was only telling one story. Then you said, I was over her by that time, so I didn't care. So now you didn't care that she come to the wedding because you over her by that time. It was a year of chaos and you was through with the girl. Now she's about to turn 18. Uh Uh-oh, so it wasn't even a whole year. Hmm. Because now you say it was about to turn 18. You see how fast this is moving? But you Mm -hmm. left that out the letter, baby. Baby, you left that out the letter. After she finds out, then next thing she know, y'all getting married. And there's a 14-year age difference. And you were his student while he was a professor. And y'all were seeing each other while they still were married and not yet divorced. Because y'all kept it a secret. See how this works? See how this works? Ah, now she want to uh, come live with y'all in Florida and attend a fashion school. I never answered my husband. He eventually flipped out on me and made an executive decision to allow her to come. It's his daughter. She want to come down there, stay with her daddy, go to fashion school. What you want him to say? Except yes. I fixed up a home office for her. I moved my desk into our sun porch. I was so irritated. You did all this begrudgingly. She has been there four months and she's done exactly what I knew she was going to do. Now she's got an attitude. Now when she's got an attitude, I leave and go to work. See, you're not explaining this. You're not explaining she did exactly what you, what? You don't give us no information. 
I take a flight whenever available. Anything to get away from this girl. My husband and I argue because he says I'm not a positive role model for her. She's a grown woman to me. Shirley's right. She's not a grown woman. She's 18. She's just not turning 18. She's a child. She don't get it. Now, you're an adult. You know what happened. You know why this girl mad. She's got parents that failed her and allowed her to disrespect grown people. Wait a minute. Respect. On social media, you dating her daddy that's divorcing her mama while they still married that you kept it a secret. That's what you said. Respect. See, you want something you wasn't willing to give. See, little sister, that's how this game work now. This the grown folk game. I'm just giving it to you straight. I told my husband if she pops off at the mouth one more time, I'm going to pop her. And then what? And then what? Because she talking that you're going to hit her in the mouth. Not so you're going to resort mama. to violence. Girl, girl, stop. He says, I need to learn how to be a parent. I told him as soon as I will, as soon as he makes me one. Wait a minute. Excuse me, parent? Parent? You're 12 years older than this girl. At best, you can be her big sister. But parent, she has two parents. You not finna, she not finna call you mama. Ain't none of this fitting to work. I'm gonna have a suggestion for you in a second. I told him as soon as he makes me, I would rather work and deal with a plane full of needy passengers instead of dealing with a grown child. You keep saying grown, but she a child. She's not grown. My husband told me that my flight or fight or flight mentality is ruining her. He can't see that his child is divisive and honoring. Am I wrong or does he need to put her out? First of all, he can't put his daughter out. Mm-mm. Well, you're asking a man to not be a man. You're asking a father to not be a father. You're asking a man to show his daughter an example of man that he's hoping that one day she'll be able to find. Put her out. Are you kidding me? She's the worst. And you for asking that, what's wrong with your maturity level? No, he can't ask his daughter to leave. And no, he can't put her out. I'm tell you right here. Y'all, you never failed to mention in this letter that you all have ever had a sit down to discuss mm-hmm. this, to work through it. Because you don't went to your corner decided you don't like her. You was through mm-hmm. with her before she came to your house. And now you're reaping what you sow. You remember how you yep. got your man, don't you? There's a mm-hmm. price for All right, um, Steve, thank you. Please leave your comments on today's Strawberry Letter on Instagram at Steve Harvey FM and check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up next, it is Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time now for Junior and Sports Talk. Junior, what you got? Well, the biggest sports story that's going on, Unc, Tommy, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games after over 20 women accused him of being sexually inappropriate with them. The ruler was handed down on Monday and stated uh, that Watson did violate the NFL's personal conduct policy. Both the NFL and the NFL Players Association will have the opportunity to appeal Watson's suspension, but the Players Association said they will not. They will not appeal it. Uncle, do you think six games is too late? Is it? Is it? How was the suspension be viewed? He, he mad about the six. Well, I don't think the six is too light, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I know for a fact that this lawyer 
that was hired to bring down Deshaun Watson by the owner of the Texans, who he lives right next door to, after Deshaun Watson said he didn't want to play. Now, okay. did he sexually assault anybody? Not according to any of the charges and not according to any of the evidence. And nobody's saying he, but he did inappropriate behavior. That I would agree to. Nonviolent. So nonviolent, but innuendo. Hey, you want to hold me? You want to touch me? Uh, You know how many people have done that? Yeah. Now, but that is a violation of the NFL policy because it makes the shield look bad. But two Mm -hmm. grand juries found nothing. No Mm -hmm. charges of any kind. Mm-hmm. And then the key women said they wasn't testifying to that for whatever the reason. It's over as far as I'm concerned. If he has a punishment to take, it's a sick game suspension. That's what it is. Let me tell y'all something. If they could do more to this man, they would. They would have done that's it. That's a point. Yeah, that's if a point. they had yeah. more to do, they would. But they knew they had to do something. So, you know, as far as I see, it's it's. Do over. we need a statement from him? He need to you shut think? his damn mouth. You don't mouth need to say up. nothing. You don't need to say okay. nothing. You got the six-game suspension. Don't, shut don't, your don't. mouth, man. He's been making statements all along, you know. Yeah, so. Some believe that the NFL has failed women again with the six-game suspension. A lot of female journalists are writing mm. that, and they're saying mm-hmm. that the NFL has once again you know, just gave him a slap on the wrist with the six Well, games. the NFL had hired an outside judge to handle this. A female judge to do that. whatever the judge wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So it was from an outside counsel. Oh, Everybody agreed female. to this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're in the council culture. So everybody, <laughs> now this whole man career got to be gone. <laughs> mm. Man. All right. We'll keep you posted on this story, Junior. Thank you. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, here's a question. What's the weirdest place you've ever had SES, S-E-X, sex right after this? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, 
further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A military museum in Poland is becoming popular, but popular for the wrong reason. Visitors go there to have sex behind the exhibitions. The museum upgraded their entire camera system and found that for some odd reason, people love having sex behind the artwork. So now there is signage. uh Uh-huh. Now there is signage up asking visitors to stop having sex on the property. And what, what do you think it is that gets them so turned on in a military museum? And <laughs> what is that about? Oh, That's a pretty That's weird place to have sex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uniform. But why you got to put a sign uh-huh. up saying don't have <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's out of hand. It's just That's too crazy. much. It's popular. in front of that sign. That's what they're going to yeah. do. <laughs> but is it something about a military museum that turns people on? No, I no. like my house myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know where everything at. Mm-hmm. You know. But what is, okay, so I have can a we, Can we ask you, yeah, what is, go ahead. And Carl, can we ask just, y'all yeah, too? Yeah, How about that? Can we ask thing. y'all too? Because that's always, can we ask you? Can we ask you? Can because we ask you're y'all? comedians, that's why. <laughs> and y'all are real people. Y'all, we What's want y'all the question? What's Shirley, the question? go ahead. You can what ask. is the weirdest place? Yes. Yes. What is the weirdest place you've ever done it? Huh. I'm 65. Uh, Kier? So. I mean, Jimmy, I almost think so. Come on, Shirley, because he said he's 65. I do, but That's a he's taking too long. He's taking too long. Yeah. Oh, we'll, save, we'll save Steve for last. What you got, okay. Junior? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you the crazy place. I had six. In the hood, in the back room with roaches everywhere. Oh. oh God! I made it. How light dare on. you? Didn't nobody move. I said, "Where the hell?" They just looking. Dare you? <laughs> Antennas, baby roses. I'm talking about what? Oh, gross! What gross. am I doing in here? But was it good though? <laughs> no, not enough to see no roaches. Oh, yeah. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, nephew. Come on, we're saving Steve for last. What you got? Here we go. Fifty yard line. Texas uh-huh. A&M, right there, baby. You're I never, never the watching Aggie game again. <laughs> I can't see that, man. What? On the turf, baby. <laughs> All in the team. All right. Sneak in, All sneak right. out. Kyle Field. <laughs> All right, Mr. Harvey, you're up. Go eggs. Hawk, <laughs> the beach, under the bleachers. This is too much. His list. Oh, at an ice skating rink one time really? in college. Really? You were what? You were cold. That's cold. That's cold. Ice, yeah, that's yeah. cold. Ice skating rink with ice skates on. No, no, no. Lay oh, some coats down on the ice and put my foot up against the board and pushed off <laughs> and slid. Slid across the ice. It's the second yeah. slide. <laughs> but once I slid out there, it was messed up. Cause I was trying to get back was hard. <laughs> I didn't have my shoes on. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I, uh, oh, okay. Tractor, the barn. The tractor, the barn. 
the barn. The barn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What How the hell you barn? in the country? You you live in the country and you don't have sex in the barn. Where where, where you finna have it at? Oh, okay. <laughs> ain't no hotel. You ain't ain't no hotels in the country. Know. The barn is the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here on this hay. Boy. <laughs> but let me That's tell you something itchy. about that hay, though. You really need a blanket with that hay. <laughs> straight hay. It's gonna Have you be done some... it with just straight hay? Yeah, I made that mistake. That ain't good. That, you think that sand is rough. After all, is hay. Yeah, it's been a long run for you, boy. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm purely house now. House and hotel. Yeah, ain't no yeah, more outside. No, they got uh, cameras everywhere now. Elevator, right. that's over with. Yeah. <laughs> Ever done it while a party elevator? was going on? Oh, what? hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to party. Restaurant. A restaurant? All right, coming what? up in t- Thank you, guys. <laughs> this could go on and on, sounds like. Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's daughter, Zahara Jolie Pitt, will be a freshman at Ware Spellman College in Atlanta this fall. Over the weekend, Angelina Jolie congratulated Zahara and the rest of her new class of Spellmanites on Instagram. And then in another post, Angelina is trying to learn how to do the electric slide at the Spellhouse send-off party in L.A. She did, she did, she did, did. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> but congratulations to Zahara. Which know, one didn't know how to do the electric slide? Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we accept that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least she tried. You know, her daughter's going there. So, you know, she went yeah, down there that, that ain't a hard dance to learn. If you're struggling it's with not. that, you, pretty much, you can give up on the Dougie and the Nene. Yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna be able to do all that. Just go. You can't do the electric slide. <laughs> My uncle can do the electric slide, and he a minister. She can really struggle. <laughs> really struggle with that cupid shuffle and yeah. oh, the, the wobble, yeah, the cha-cha slide, all of that. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's congratulations, yeah. uh-huh. HBCU mm-hmm. going to Spelman College. Yeah, congrats. I remember when she was a little girl, and everybody was talking about the fact that they had adopted this black baby. Right. You know that because they were one of the first ones to do it, and uh, now she's college age. Yeah. Well, if I'm the baby, All right, I'm we'll, couple yeah, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour. We'll play a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time, guys. Would you rather take five toddlers to the beach or would you rather take them to Six Flags? No, I'd rather take the beach. them to the beach. Beach. The beach. The beach. Yeah. Them rides. Take them to the beach. No, not them rides. Them people. No. All them games and different food booths. No. Uh-huh. Bathroom. No. We <laughs> all go in the bathroom at the same time. Let's walk out in the water. <laughs> okay. Hold hands. Go. Ready? <laughs> go ahead. Now, nah, let's babies. walk on back. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we're going to take them five toddlers to the beach. Yeah, I can watch Put the floaties down. on and call it a oh, yeah, Come on. Come on. We ain't finna go to this park, though. You got right. to hold hands, watch people. Uh-uh. Would you, would you rather wear a linen suit 
without underwear or would you rather wear dress suits, dress shoes with tube socks? Dress shoes. Linen suit, no underwear, dress shoes, tube socks. Yeah, give me the linen suit. Linen and no drawers. I'm going to try that. Commando. No. Man, it don't I'm going to have to go and put these damn tube socks on. What? tell you right why. Why is that Linen. Uh-huh. Linen. Yeah. <laughs> it gets wrinkled fast, too. Yeah. <laughs> ain't thick enough, though. Ain't enough support. Right. <laughs> you know. Ah, uh, right. uh, hell. <laughs> All right. Would you rather your face turns red, fire red, when you're aroused, or would you rather uh, your eyes blink real fast when you're aroused? Oh, mine blink fast anyway. Mine blink red. <laughs> Immediately when I'm around, yeah. you think I'm trying to give you a signal? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Junior? Yeah, I'm gonna go with blink real fast. I I, I don't want to be red. I can't. It's hard to get red in my color. I can't. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Steve. I just going to take the red face. I'm not gonna be sitting up in And everyone will know. No, uh-huh. You gonna think I got Tourette? I'm telling you, I'm gonna yeah. be blinking my ass. All right. <laughs> All right, would you rather make love for hours, make love for hours once a week, or a quickie twice a week? Make love for hours just once a week, or have a quickie two times a week? How many hours? That still ain't enough. I do that one hour once a week. Come on, you're not a robot. (laughs) I do that one hour once a week, yeah. Yeah. Put some time in, some pressure. Yeah, you can do moves, you can try things, you know, you 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 can. Take a drink, you know what I mean? Get some water. Yeah. How long is this going to take? Oh, hours. For hours, you know, once, but what a week, a, once a week. Two quickies, no, hell yeah. no. Mm-mm. All right, we got to go. That's uh, today's round of Would You Rather coming up next at 49 minutes after. It's our last break of the day, and we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here we are, guys, our last break of the day. And uh, Steve, before we get to your closing remarks, we want to send our prayers out to the many, many families that have been affected by the uh, severe weather and the flash flooding going on in Kentucky. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir has established the Team Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief Fund to assist those impacted by all the flooding. Uh, all donations are tax deductible. You can visit ky.gov. That's K y.gov to help out the residents of Kentucky that were impacted by the flooding. Mm -hmm. Prayers going up for sure. Well, uh, 
In closing, I'd like to remind people it's kind of something we had kind of touched on in the uh, opening of the show. Um, Junior said that he uh, heard a quote. Junior, do you remember what the quote was that you said? Yes, this sir. Morning? It says, uh, if you think the cost of success is high, wait till you get the bill from regret. Mm. One more time, Jay. If you think the cost of success is high, wait until you get the bill from regret. We had talked about this this morning. If you think the cost of success is high, wait till you get the bill for regret. I've been in that decision before. And everyone gets to those moments in life where you have to turn right or you turn left. And I'm not saying turn right as in the right way or left is the wrong way. I'm just saying everybody gets to a crossroad in life where you have to go this way or that way. What I've found in life is that the way that you should go is always the the harder route. It usually always is. It looks the least amount of fun. It, It doesn't show right away what all the upside is. It just looks hard. Then there's an easy way you could take. You can strike out and set your boundaries as difficult and high and hard, or you can take the easy route and go, I ain't going to do nothing. I ain't doing that today. That just looked too hard. I've made the decision before in my life not to take the hard way. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I had nothing but regret. So what I've learned in my travels and in my life experiences is I now understand that success is a process and it is a difficult process. It is simply hard. But that's my only decision from here on out. And I've been making those decisions since I was nearly 40. I don't take no easy way. I expect it to be difficult. I expect it to be challenging. I know that it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be froth with disappointment. I know it's going to be most challenging. But I also know it's going to be very, very rewarding. What I will not do is take the nothing route, the easy route, the settle for it route. The I ain't going to do this because this right here, man, I just ain't doing that today. Because, buddy, let me tell you something. When you get that bill for regret, when you look back on woulda, shoulda, coulda, man, if I only had went on and faced it, that's a hard one to live with, man. That's a life of regret. And all of us know somebody somewhere who is living in a life of regret. And man, quitting, quitting is the biggest sponsor of regret. Because when you quit, you never know what the end could have been. See, often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup and he learns too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. See, that stanza in that poem, Don't Quit, is a very effective one. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup and he learns too late when the night came down how close he was to the golden crown. 
That's regret, man. When you give up just in the nick of time. Because giving up assures you one thing and one thing only, that you will not win. That there is no way you can see victory. That's what giving up guarantees. Now, there ain't no guarantee if you stay with it. But the possibility remains that you will succeed and you will become a victor. But see, so to those of you that uh, that look at things so wrong all the time, yeah, but see, Steve, you just said, even if you stick with it, it ain't no guarantee. Ain't no guarantees in life. But if you stick with it, the possibility remains. Why would you destroy the possibility? Why would you remove all hope? That don't make no sense to me. And even if you fail, if you go a little bit further up the road, you get a little bit more experience, you get a little bit more learning, you get a little bit more knowledge. So the next time, that may be the experience and the knowledge you need to win. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit. Don't ever succumb to regret. Stay with it. You never know when God is going to flip the switch. And he ain't never been too late. Those are my closing remarks. Hey, y'all, do yourself a favor. Talk to God today. He would absolutely love to hear from you. And it don't matter if he ain't, you ain't talked to him in a while. He's a forgiving God. He's forgiven me thousands of times. I'm going to probably use up a few hundred more before I leave this world. I'm going to try to cut it down to just a few hundred and not do the thousands I've done before. Amen. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. 
That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.